The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona. It's a gorgeous day today and a perfect one for the subject we're going to talk about. You may not know that October's National Adopt-A-Shelter Dog Month. I just found out yesterday, and that's what we've had scheduled to talk about today. So how cool is that? You know, you're probably wondering what adopting a dog has to do with self-improvement. Well, it has a lot. Dogs are wonderful self-improvement tools, and we're going to learn more about that as we go through this show. In my family, we've had a parade of dogs and cats, and some are quite memorable. Most of them came from shelters. The the one I remember most is a little dog called Brownie. He was a rescue. Don't know what mix. But at about a foot and a half tall, he could jump up on a six-foot wall and walk the perimeter of our backyard, which was rather large at that time. (laughs) Because he did it, my then four- and six-year-old sons learned to do the same. And they would follow him all around the top of the wall, walking the wall. And, you know, my hair turned gray a little bit at the time, but, you know, we lived through it. Then we had Al, who was rescued when he was a tiny puppy by my youngest son at the rescue center, and he became my dog when Kevin graduated from high school. He was my best friend. Now we have Shadow, who was rescued on the freeway by a neighbor and gifted to us, and my dog, Smarty, who absolutely stole my heart at PetSmart one day when I just wanted to wander through and see what was in the kennel. Well, I came home with a two-month-old puppy. He's almost three now, and I can't absolutely can't imagine life without him. Although yesterday he ate my prized bamboo plant, and I was not a happy camper, but we made up, and we're best friends again. We've had a couple of pedigree dogs over the years, too, but it was the rescues that have been the most fun and the most loving There are over 83 million owned dogs in the United States, and 20% of these are from shelters. My numbers may be a little off, and there are all kinds of numbers out there, but that seemed to be the most consistent. 20% of the dogs in homes are from shelters. Today, we're going to talk about rescue dogs and rescuing dogs. We have with us Val Silver, who is the author of Rescue Me, Tales of Rescuing the Dogs Who Became Our Teachers, Healers, 
and always faithful friends. Val Silver lives in northern New York with her husband and Bishan Shih Tzu Mix Teddy. It's interesting that she gave me her dog's name, but not her husband's name. <laughs> we won't we won't go into that. She is a lifelong animal lover and advocate with a heart for animals and humans in need of compassion and healing. She wrote her first book, Rescue Me, as a fundraiser for homeless dogs to raise awareness of their plight and needs and to show what wonderful companions these dogs make when given a chance. Val is a reading teacher, healer, and holistic wellness educator. She believes that it takes education, positive action, and compassion to create better lives for all creatures, animals, and human. And it is such an absolute pleasure to introduce and welcome to the show, Val Silver. Welcome, Val. Hi, Irene. Thanks so much for having me. And Teddy's here, too. (laughs) <laughs> oh, good. Well, Smarty's outside because he has a, a rather strong voice when he wants attention, <laughs> and he wants attention <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> so, Teddy, welcome. We're glad you're on with us, and if you want to speak, that's okay. Well, uh, that's Ted- why I have him here on my lap, so he doesn't speak too much, because he's the <laughs> self-appointed guardian of the yard, and heaven forbid a bird or a squirrel or chipmunk or another dog comes by. We laugh because we think Smarty barks when a bird lands on something in Tucson, but I mean, Tucson's <laughs> quite a ways away. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Val. Who is Val Silver? Well, I think, you know, that's probably one of the hardest questions to ask, but I could tell you that... I'm someone who loves learning. I think that's probably my favorite thing in the world to do. I love to research, learn, study, and then take what I learn and, and really make it part of myself and to share it with with other people. And um, some of my greatest teachers have been my dogs, so hence that's where the title, um, Dogs Who Became Our Teachers, Healers, and, and Always Faithful Friends. Um, I love feeling a connection with, with nature and other living beings, and also to have meaning and purpose in my life. So I think those are the three things that really keep me going. You've got a kindred soul here because I love learning as well. I totally understand what it is you're saying. I I know you're a teacher. Tell us a little bit about what you teach and about your students. And, you know, let us get to know you a little bit on on a day-to-day basis. I'm a reading recovery teacher. Uh, That means that I work with the lowest achieving first graders. Uh, We test and find who scores the lowest, and then they are lucky enough to get one-on-one tutoring with me every day for about 20 weeks. And the goal is to either see if they're in need of other services or hopefully to get them back to average or even above average so that they can function well in the classroom. And, you know, it's very rewarding because... Because within a very short time, you could just see how their spirits are blossoming and that they feel good about themselves as readers. They might not be as high as the other, you know, some of the other children, but they're reading and that just, they love that. I think that's such an incredible thing to do, such an important job. I cannot imagine not being able to read and... Yeah, it's 
it's just one of the most important things that you have to do. How many students will you generally have? Do you have these in a classroom altogether or do you do this one-on-one? It's one-on-one. I have my, well, I share a space with another teacher, but I have my own little area. And the reading recovery part of my day um, is for reading recovery students. And then the second half of the year, I take four, four more. But they get me all to themselves. Their lessons are all individualized. So they make progress as fast as they're capable of, of making it. And, you know, it, it just preempts them from heading on a long road of, you know, not feeling up to their classmates and not feeling like they're achieving. What do you find is the, the reason why most of them cannot read? Is it because their parents can't and their parents don't read to them? Or, you know, what, is, is there a thread that runs throughout? Well, I don't know if there's uh, just one thread. Some of it is that, you know, they're just, not everyone is gifted in the same way. Um, some of them aren't really developmentally ready. Some have had maybe a long history of absences, so they missed a lot of kindergarten. Uh, those are the fun ones because they're really capable, and you know, once they're given a steady, le- uh, steady diet of lessons, they just catch on and and fly. Oh, that's so exciting and so rewarding! You also are involved in holistic wellness. Tell me what you do with that. You're a healer, and you evidently do some teaching uh, in holistic wellness. Yeah, so uh, sometimes I'll do local workshops. Uh, I love working with herbs because that's that connection to nature I was talking about. Uh, so I am a master herbalist. Um, I, I go once a month to our local health and wellness center and volunteer my time as an energy healer. I have my website where I thought, you know, I'm learning all this material it's kind of selfish just to hoard it. So I started give us, my website. Give us your websites. Tell us what your websites are. It's uh, www.holistic-mindbody-healing.com. And your rescue website, I got that wrong on the card some of you got. Mm-hmm. So it, tell us It's that. tapinfinity.com. And the tap comes because it had originally been my other website, but I turned it over. Uh, so it's just tapinfinity.com. And both of those are on the self-improvement blog. If you forget, go to the self-improvement blog. And in fact, go there and take a look at Val's picture, read her bio, see the review of this lovely little book. Um, it's just such a delightful book, Val. I could, I couldn't stop reading it. I think I wandered to the kitchen, got me something to eat, and came back and finished reading the book while I ate my dinner. It's oh, thank it's you. just um, it really touched my heart. Um, it's almost time for a break, so why don't we go to break? And when we come back, we'll start talking about this wonderful world of rescue dogs. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Val Silver saying, stay tuned, we'll be right back in just a moment.
build your better business, achieve that goal, make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Val Silver. And we're talking about rescuing dogs, and actually it should be how dogs rescue us because they're very, very good for us. Val, how did you get involved with rescue and rescuing dogs? I've, you know, I've been a dog lover my whole life. I was raised with dogs. We used to show them and um, trained dogs. We even had a boarding kennel for a few years. So, so dogs have always been near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm not actually an active rescuer, uh, but rescue dogs have been on my radar for, for a few years when I started to learn just how many dogs are out there in need of homes and, and really the suffering that some of them go through and, and how hard people who are, you know, rescuing are, are working to save them. And that's when I said to myself, from now on, I am just going to have rescue dogs. Actually, my first dog, Duke, was my first rescue by accident. Um, he was the story of the puppy in the newspaper sack. Uh, one day I was in the kitchen cleaning and I hear, Mom, and you know that, Mom, there's oh. just something about it that oh, you know. Oh, I know. That's <laughs> how we got most coming. of ours. Most of ours started with, Mom. Yeah, so... <laughs> I looked down the stairs, and there they are standing. They wouldn't come in, but they were standing outside with their newspaper sacks on, and out comes this little puppy out of one of the sacks. And uh, my first response was, he's going to the shelter. <laughs> but the shelter, the SPCA, they were full, and there was no way I could turn this puppy away. I mean, he was only, I don't know, maybe eight or ten weeks old. He was very thin. Oh. Um 
he was very lethargic, and it took me a little while to figure out that it was because he had hundreds of fleas on him who were literally sucking the life out of him. Um, and we gave him a bath, and finally he would eat something. And in the two weeks it took for the shelter to say, yes, we can accept him, well, you know what happened. Well, you couldn't we let fell him go. <laughs> he had himself wrapped right around your hearts, didn't he? That's right. He sure did. How old were your boys then? They were about uh, 10 and 12. Uh, there's no way after two weeks, you, you could, you, you, they would never have allowed that. You would have had Oh, the that. tears, the oh. tears. Oh, I'll take care of them, Mom, I promise. Oh, I've heard that before, too, and I've taken care of lots of dogs now. Uh-huh. But uh, you know what? I, I honestly cannot imagine a home without a dog. Or a cat. You know, we've had cats and dogs. I love them both. But mm-hmm. right now we're in dogdom. Well, uh, you know, that's how I got Teddy, who is my second rescue dog. Because um, Luke, or Luke, Duke had passed away. And then two years later, my little French bulldog, Louis, had passed away. And I found myself dogless for the first time in about 17 years. And Louie was special needs. He had disabilities, so it was a lot of work. You know, I was really tied down to the house for a while, but I didn't care. You know, he was the love of my life. And I said to my husband, Scott, by the way, it's his name. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell him what we said. (laughs) No, no, he's traveling, so he didn't hear that part, so that's good. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, But, you know, we kind of agreed that we would like a little break from having a dog so that we could travel and just come and go as we pleased for a little while. Um, and how but long you know how last? lonely you are without them. So I came up with this solution that I would foster. This way I could help shelter dogs and I could also get my little dog fix. Well, Scott wasn't too keen on that idea because he thought I would get too attached. <laughs> oh, but no. Lo, lo and behold, Teddy came. And you know, it was really funny, Irene, was... I felt so compelled to put in that application that I went right after work to the shelter and put it in. It was a Thursday night and Friday morning. There was a call to come pick up this little adult dog, and they have never called me for an adult dog since. And I was clear, I only want to foster adult dogs because I'm not home during the day. Right. And there was Teddy, poor little baby in his cage, and I brought him home, and guess who fell in love with him right away? Your husband. My husband. <laughs> Within two hours, I heard, come to daddy. I, was I like, understand. Oh, no. <laughs> I understand that Teddy's on your lap as we're doing this show. Tell us about Teddy and what he's brought to you. Teddy, um, hi, yeah, she knows his name. Every time I mention it, he looks up. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy, uh was a stray, and the SPCA doesn't usually take strays, but they have a contract with our local army base, and Teddy was found roaming um, the army base by us, Fort Drum, and he was so matted and dirty when they found him that, not to be gross, but he couldn't even really go to the bathroom because it was so matted up on his hind end. So there was feces and maggots there, and he had a hard time going to the bathroom. So they, of course, shaved him, cleaned him up, but he wasn't ready for adoption right away because he needed to heal. 
So they called me and I went and got him and, you know, he had to have cream put on him. And the poor little thing, he just looked so unhappy, so sad um, that I put him on the bed with me. I didn't really know what else to do. I just laid him on the bed. I didn't get him too close because I didn't want to, you know, overwhelm him. And just talked soothingly to him for an hour or so. And then when I put him back on the floor, he was a different dog. He was like, I'm home. I'm happy. I love you. You're my parents. <laughs> and um, Teddy did, needless to say, not go back to get adopted. No, he did not go back to get adopted. Yes. He just had to go back for his checkups. It took him a, a good three weeks, I would say, um, to heal. It was very painful for him to go to the bathroom for a few weeks, and the poor little thing would just cry out when he went to the bathroom. It was heartbreaking that somebody would let him get in that kind of condition. Um, but he's very happy now. At and he's home. on the front page of your book, isn't he? Isn't that Teddy on the front page that, of your book? No, that's... On the cover um, page, I mean. No, that's a beagle named... Um, oh, I was thinking uh, I... No, that's a lollipop. Teddy's lollipop. in the picture that's on the blog. Yes, Teddy, he's on the blog picture with me. picture, go to the self-improvement blog. There's an article by Val Silver on the home page and if you scroll down you'll see Teddy and it's really worth doing that because Teddy's really a cutie. He is and you know he came to us at just the right time because even though I thought I didn't want another dog right then and and my heart wasn't really ready to open to another dog so I felt kind of bad about that it had only been a few weeks since I lost Lou but he was there at just the right time because within weeks I had to have back surgery. I blew a disc in my back and Teddy followed me around the house everywhere I went, not being able to sleep because of the pain. He was my constant companion. And shortly after that, within days after my surgery, my mother passed away unexpectedly. And I think if I didn't have a dog, somebody to really hold on to and love like that, it would have been... I don't even want to think about what it would have been like for me without a dog. So he, I really believe, came to us. He chose us. He, he knew. <laughs> oh, I totally believe that. And, and if, if people have never had a dog, they don't understand what you're saying here. But dogs know when you're sad, when things are going wrong, when you need some extra loving, you know, They just know, and you will be so soothed by that loving little, I was going to say fella, but they're not all fella, (laughs) that that wonderful little being that's called a dog. Uh, You know, there's there's no wonder that dog and God are spelled with the same letters. In, in, right. in my in my mind, right? And you know, cats too, and horses, oh, other cats. animals as well. I mean, there's really nothing like a purring cat on your lap to just kind of melt away all your stress. Well, I understand that the two most healing things on the planet are a cat's purr and a dog's wagging tail. Uh. <laughs> I've read that in a number of places, and hey, they don't need to convince me. No, uh, I'm totally convinced. But but pets really benefit our our physical health as well as our emotional health. Tell us what you know. How having a pet, a dog or or a cat, benefits our own physical well being. 
Well, I think one of the ways they do, other than when you're, they're chewing your bamboo plant, oh. we, we won't talk about that. Oh. But <laughs> I had some of these wonderful curled bamboos. I, you notice I said had. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Right. But I mean, you know, when they're, when they're sitting on your lap, when you're out playing, when they're just even just next to you. It's so hard to explain sometimes, but it's very grounding, very soothing. And of course, when you de-stress, it lowers, you know, if you want to really get talk about the physical, it lowers cortisol levels. And cortisol is a big contributor to disease when your cortisol is high. And so many of us now have these high stress levels that just eat away at our health over time. And, and the other way physically that they help is that when you cuddle, either you know, with a human or an animal that you love of any kind, your brain releases oxytocin, uh, which is the bonding hormone, but that also helps you relax and and soothes you and, and is very healing. You know, I know that a lot of a, a lot of benefit is gained in nursing homes when people take dogs into nursing homes where older people have no visitors, you know, have really no one that is near to them anymore. Um, just having, just getting to pet a dog a few moments. Mm-hmm. Right. It does. And, and they say even like watching fish in a fish tank. It's very relaxing. It's it's almost hypnotic for people who have watched fish. No, you just kind of can get lost in in watching them swim. Uh, so and, and for the nursing home people, I think part of it, they said they can actually extend, you know, having a pet around or even watering a plant, something they're responsible for, some kind of meaning or purpose adds to their quality of life and to their actual longevity. Uh, I, and it is, it's absolutely, it's absolutely true. Um, yeah, I don't know that there's anything that can boost you as, and this sounds, this may gross some people out, <laughs> but a big sloppy kiss right across the cheek uh, of your, your dog when, when he's just all excited about seeing you and, you know, he just can't not lick you. We have one dog that will start at your toes and lick up as high as any skin is showing. And he just, that's his way of showing how much he loves you. And I mean, you just, even though you don't like the licking, the love comes through. Right. And there's, it's, go ahead. I was just going to say, there's nothing like, it's unconditional love. There's no strings. There's no agenda. It's just love. There's no judgment, no criticism. You know, you never have to wonder, gee, do they think I'm stupid for what I just said? You know, are they sick of hearing me complain about this for the 47th time? You are just the most special person to them in the world. And it's so emotionally safe that it allows us to heal emotionally it allows us to be ourselves and that's very difficult with other people no matter how much they love you because there's always some kind of agenda or condition even when we don't want to think there is we sense it absolutely and on that note i want you to think about that as we go to break this is irene conlon with my guest val silver saying 
Stay tuned. We're going to be back with more about this wonderful being called our pet. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Have you ever noticed that sometimes life just feels easier, especially when judgment of you or anyone else ceases to exist? What if you could function from that space all the time? What if gratitude is the key? Every time you are grateful for someone or something, a new universe opens up. What difference can you create in your life and the world from the energy, space, and consciousness of gratitude? Join us on Access Consciousness Presents Beyond Saying Thank You every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, voiceamericaempowerment.com. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. Today we're talking about rescuing dogs or other animals uh, and obviously Val and I are, are animal lovers I think we've had every kind of animal there is and I think Val I saw a picture of you uh, with a parrot as well but what? oh no that's just a <laughs> that's just a prop huh uh, yeah that's just a wooden parrot I don't have but I have we did have a parakeet when I was a yeah, child <laughs> yeah we've been through gerbils and guinea pigs and snakes and just you name it I had boys you had boys we've had all kinds of animals but what for, what about people who are not animal lovers how did they get some some of these wonderful benefits that we know about well that's a really good question because um, not everybody is an animal lover or a dog lover, cat lover, but if there is an animal that you do like, it's it's good to know 
what the animal needs, how can maybe our lives come together. Uh, because sometimes you don't plan on getting an animal, like I didn't plan on getting a teddy. <laughs> and they just show up in your life and it's right. But if it's not right, you can still find ways to enjoy animals without actually having one. Um, like you mentioned, in the hospitals, people bring animals in so that they could be pet. Or you can volunteer at a shelter. Uh, that's a great way to get to know different animals, you know, to pet, even pet the gerbils or the rabbits that are there because there's all kinds of animals at different shelters. Walk the dogs, pet the cats. Uh, I was in a shelter not too long ago with, with about 50 cats in one room. And I thought, these cats are never going to come over to me. You know, they're cats. They have staff. They're not, you know, into people that That's I right. thought as much. And I no sooner sat down than I had a cat on my lap, one on my shoulder, and one on each side. And there was another one looking very annoyed. And I was like, what's wrong with that cat? Well, then I realized he wanted the other cats to leave so he could come. He wanted space. <laughs> Yes, and then there was another one literally reaching out with his paw to come over. So, you know, these animals are starved for love and affection, some of them. Um, so just to go in and sit, uh, you don't actually have to own one. Well, I don't actually like the word own. You don't have to be a pet guardian in your home. You can do that. Or you can foster for a week or so. A lot of times puppies and kittens need a week or two before they're ready to go, to go out. Uh, so there's lots of ways you can enjoy animals if you can't have one. If you don't really want one, my best advice would be don't get one. Absolutely, yeah. Because it wouldn't be good for you. It would be stressful. It wouldn't be good for the animal because chances are you're not going to give it the love and attention and care that it needs. And and I believe that's actually health harming to both of you. I that's stress, but also. I consider it a wound to your soul if you have an animal or a child, for that matter, anyone that you are cruel to, that you're not, you're neglecting or not taking care of. And there's a lot of cruelty out there. I want to talk about that in a minute. But, you know, in the title of your book, you refer to dogs as teachers. <laughs> what do they teach us? Oh, I say they teach with us. tongue in cheek, knowing yes. how much <laughs> tongue-in-cheek because they are of um, our animals are some of our greatest teachers and and I think one of the things as I mentioned before is that unconditional love they model love they model acceptance um, I tell the story I think I shared this on on the blog too about my German shepherd Vera who taught me about unconditional love I had read I was actually even though I was I think I was about 14, I was reading my way through the Bible because I thought, well, if this is who I am, I want to know what it is I'm believing. So I had come to the chapter in Corinthians, love is patient, love is kind. And they were good, nice words, very nice. Um, but one day my German shepherd, who was my constant companion when I was home, wasn't allowed to come on a run with me. Now I look back and I think I was silly, but I thought she would tire her out. She was not happy. She hung her head. She tried to follow. I yelled at her, which almost never happened. And I knew I had hurt her, but I ran anyway. And when I came back, I was like, okay, come on. Well, just like, boom, life is wonderful. Mommy, I love you. Let's go. All was forgiven. All was forgiven. 
There was no grudge. I didn't have to beg her forgiveness. She didn't like punish me by withholding love, you know, to make me feel bad. And I thought, that's what those verses mean. You know, love bears everything. Love forgives. Love doesn't hold grudges. And to this day, I still, and then we were talking 40 years later or more, <laughs> how she taught me that. I took that lesson into myself. And yeah. I still don't achieve it, to be quite honest. I'm a far cry from what she naturally was, just as who she was. I read... Um quote this one I put a quote on the blog every day and I was looking for one for a dog and I may have put this one on I don't remember at this point but one of them was there are only two creatures on earth that are capable of unconditional love a baby and a dog mm-hmm. yes a baby and a dog and and that really is it you know babies just trust you no matter what you do and so do dogs they look at you with these most innocent eyes, except when they've eaten your bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> and they know they're guilty and in trouble. <laughs> but I mean, five minutes later, it's just, oh, mom, you're so wonderful. You know, you, they just wag all over and you're forgiven. And even if you yelled at them, you're forgiven. And ah, you can't be mad at that. I mean, no. you can't. You can't stay mad at that. You can't stay mad at that kind of love. You know? Right. And, and you know, it, it teaches us how to be better lovers. I use the word not no, I in know a relational way. It teaches us to be better with other people. Not just with animals, but it, we learn compassion that we can share with others. We learn acceptance that we could share with others because we have had the chance to feel it ourselves. We, we've experienced it. We know what it is. And once we know it, we can share it. And it's, you know, it, it's interesting how just having them around makes you, a, makes you so much less stressed if that makes sense, mm-hmm. that it's easier for you to deal with some of those stresses and it's easier than for you to deal with forgiveness that you need to be concerned with um, for other people who may have, you know, hurt you in some way. It's much easier. You, you do learn forgiveness from them. You talk about a number of animals in your book who were abused now, how widespread do you think animal abuse is? Do we just not hear about most of it? How many actually make it to a shelter? Do you, do you have any idea on any even a percentage on that? I don't know the actual percentage. I know it's a lot more widespread than I would like it to be. Because I'm a, I've liked a lot of pages on Facebook that go with rescues, and I just sometimes I don't even want to go to Facebook. I don't. I can only take in so much of it. I know. I found uh, myself crying a couple times as I read your book. Mm-hmm. You know, I think especially uh, of the two biscuit and do- and lollipop. Talk mm-hmm. a little bit. I think lollipop was the one that hurt me the most. Yep, she's the one on the cover, and if you, 
I don't know if your readers can can see the cover of the book or your listeners, but it looks like she has a very long tongue, but she doesn't. It's just that she has no jaw. We don't know what happened to her jaw. We know that somehow it got mangled, and her person thought it would heal by himself, by itself. But after a few months, he realized it wouldn't, and he brought her into the shelter. So, of course, the shelter, it's, it's really fortunate that she wasn't even just euthanized out of mercy at the shelter. But Carol says in her story, I think it must have been her eyes that they knew she wanted to live. And they, so they called Carol, who adopts and fosters beagles, and she went and got Lolly. And it, after several failed surgeries to, to restore her jaw, they just decided that the best thing would be to remove it. So they did, and after that, Lolly had a wonderful life. And Carol talks in her book how she learned faith from Lolly, and that things don't have to always go the way we think they should. That sometimes, you know, you just have to sort of go with with what is. And so Lolly was her great teacher in that way. And I think the story of Lolly is, you know, says... You don't have to be perfect to be loved and loving and have a just a wonderful kind of life. You don't have to be perfect. And people made fun of her when she's running down the beach because her tongue was hanging in the sand. Or right, you know, well, just, yeah, people ab- uh, accused Carol of of abusing and neglecting her because they thought, oh, this dog is so thirsty, her tongue is just hanging out and it's all dirty, full of dirt. They because they didn't know. Um, but then she would, you know, if they asked, she would explain it to them, and it was a way of her having a chance to educate people as well. Yeah, it, it's a very touching story, and so was the story. Can you tell us a little bit about Biscuit? Oh, Biscuit's one of my favorite stories. I actually rewrote it as a as a book that um, preteens could read, uh, because that is a story of a rescue from beginning to end. And the woman who shared the story didn't actually own Biscuit. She rescued her. Uh, Biscuit was in a shelter. And, you know, I'm just going to digress a little bit here, Irene. Shelter doesn't always mean a place of refuge. There are many shelters in the country that keep dogs two or three days, and then they euthanize them. Even right. if they're healthy, friendly dogs, millions yep. a year. It's, it's heart-wrenching because there's no reason for it. Um, these dogs can be adopted or, you know, sometimes even if rescuers are coming for them, they can't beat the, the needle. But anyway, um, Biscuit was in a, in a shelter that did not adopt out pit bulls. And they labeled her a pit bull even though she wasn't. She was injured. Um, she had a detached elbow, which was a very costly um, surgery with with a long recovery time. And to make matters even worse, she was fear aggressive. Uh, she didn't like you know children or or other dogs. So she really had three huge strikes against her, even if she was in a place uh, that was no deb no kill. she she had those strikes. But somehow she got on Facebook and people recognized that she was a good dog. They could just see it in her. 
So the rest. Oh, wait, was- wait, wait. We're going to do a cliffhanger. We've never had a cliffhanger on this show. <laughs> and it's time to go to break. So if you want to find out what happened to Biscuit, stay tuned because we're going to be right back with what happened to Biscuit. So stay tuned. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Today we're talking with Val Silver. We've been talking about rescue dogs or how dogs rescue us, either way you want to look at it. We were talking about a dog named Biscuit who, for all practical purposes, was not adoptable. But Biscuit was adopted. Tell us what happened, Val. Okay. Well, the rescue was really rallied and she was flown uh, by an organization called Pilots and Paws to a different state uh, where she had her surgery. She was retrained, and there was a surprise there, but I won't give it away so the readers can enjoy it when they read her story. Uh, And believe it or not, she was trained to be a service dog for for a little boy. So this dog, who was fear-aggressive even against children, is now serving a child and helping him have a better life. And that, you know, what a lovely story. My favorite story from your book, though, <laughs> is Aiko, who, <laughs> oh. <laughs> who ate up a mattress. Yes, uh, Aiko in the feather bed. Aiko. Uh, 
There you go. Right. Well, that's how I say it. Maybe it's not. Correct. I don't know. Either way, it's just this absolutely wonderfully delightful story. Just, I mean, talk about love going two ways. This is a yeah. two-way love story. And it, it. I just sat and laughed and laughed. And when Smarty ate up my bamboo, I thought, <laughs> I thought about the feathers. And I'm thinking, well, I guess we can deal with this. Um it's a wonderful book. Where can people find your book? And what's been the response to it? Uh, they can find it on Amazon or any bookseller. Um, they can also, if they'd like an autographed copy, they can go to my tapinfinity.com website and, and order a book there. Um, you know, when I do book signings and all, people are just thrilled to pick up a copy of the book and know that they're helping shelters and rescues because I don't donate as much of the money from the sales as, as I can. Um, so it is a fundraiser, and they love knowing that they're helping um, in some way the, the dogs that are in shelters and rescues. You know, I hear people say all the time, oh, it's just a dog. How do you respond to that? Well, I don't know if some people will like my response, but I say, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm just a person. We are all just beings here sharing this planet. And to me, you know, none of us have more value, more worth than, than any other. We all have great value and great worth. And, you know, with that attitude... I just feel so connected to, to the natural world around me, including other humans and other animals. And that's my answer to that. You know what I found with Smarty is, you know, if there's nobody else around that will listen, he will. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have these great conversations, and his look in his eyes it makes me think that he's getting some of it. <laughs> <laughs> and and we, we just talk. You know, um, he's there. He's always there. He's always available to me, mm-hmm. regardless of what else the day has brought. Mm-hmm. It's not distracted attention. You know, sometimes, you know, people are listening to you, but they're more watching TV or thinking about something else. When you're talking to your dog, they're listening. They're present. It's present. You know, they're present. What what do people need to keep in mind if they want to maximize the benefit they get from a pet? It, you know, it's is it a one way street? I can't. It, believe it, it is a definite two way street, and just like any relationship, the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. But I would really suggest people get a pet or share their lives with a pet that's suitable to them. You know, if they're up at night, maybe they like a gerbil <laughs> uh, <laughs> just or a cat, you know, find or during the day a dog. You know, if you're looking for real companionship to accompany you on your walks and and to sit next to you, uh, but even find the breed of dog that's right for you. If you don't like grooming, you would not like a dog like Teddy because, you know, his coat is very high maintenance. Um, so choose the animal that's right for you. And then share share your life with that animal just like you would with anyone else that you love. Absolutely. You know, all I need to do is say it's time to cook eggs and I have <laughs> complete attention and we have eggs in the morning. You know, and, and if you, you know, if you go online and, 
you know, look around, you'll find all kinds of suggestions on how to match up with the right dog if you're looking at a dog or right cat. I've seen a number of programs. If you can get the animal, get Animal Planet, they have programs on how to match the right people with the right kind of dog. And some of them are just really wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. Show the temperament of the different kind, different breeds. Of course, if you're getting a, a mix from a shelter, you don't always know what that temperament's going to be. But by and large, if they get lots of love and they'll pretty much be how you want them to be. Right. I mean, most of the dogs in shelters have pretty decent temperaments because they're not going to ever adopt out a vicious dog, you know, or a dog that isn't able to to get along with people. And, and you know, usually if the dog's not going to get along with other dogs, they'll tell you. Or if the dog's not suitable for children, they'll tell you. Because they don't want you dumping the dog or bringing it back. So they, they want you to adopt the right dog for you or cat. I, I was very pleased when I got Smarty that they made me sign that if I didn't want to keep him, I had to bring him back there. And right. they, they would see that he got another home. I can't imagine doing that. But um, I, I thought that was very nice to know mm-hmm. that if something happened to me, Smarty could go back there and they'd find him another home. Uh, right. Always nice to know that. Val, and sometimes I- you can go visit, you know, visit a few times and get to know the animal a little bit or even foster. That's right. you know, an easy way. And if you can, if you if you don't want to foster, they'll almost always put them in a little play place, so that you can have time to spend playing and talking and right. holding and doing all those things. At least most of the places I've been to have mm-hmm. done. And that. you can do multiple visits until you're sure if you need to. But beware, because they will grab you by the heart. That's right. Or and somebody else might grab them. So or somebody <laughs> else might grab them before you get back. Val, we're right up to the end of the show. Can't imagine it's gone so fast. Uh, What's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? If you think you would love to have an animal in your heart and in your home, then then go for it. That would be what I want to would would leave them with. Don't don't be afraid. Open your heart. Open your home, and it'll be wonderful. It'll be wonderful. Just know that they're going to really get you by the heart and your Mm -hmm. life will never be the same and it will almost always be better. Right. And they're not perfect. They're not perfect. We're not, but they're wonderful. But they're wonderful. Next And, And give the animal a few weeks to settle in because their personality will really come out in a few weeks because they are just like you would be if you were put in a new home, a little afraid, unsure. Um, next week's guest is Justina Lasley. We're going to talk about how to use your nighttime dreams to make your daytime dreams come true. Val, I have loved this show. I thank you so much for being on with us today and sharing your book and your work with us. Well, thank you. It's been a joy being here. I enjoyed our conversation. And so did Teddy. <laughs> and so did Teddy. Thank you, Teddy, for being such a sweet boy. Girl, she's oh, boy. Teddy's a boy. Teddy's a boy. Yep. And it's always, see, you can have a dog on your lap and nobody ever will know. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Val Silver, saying thank you so much for being with us today and come back next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. 
Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for The Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.